Hello, everybody. Been a while, Zach. Um, and you are? <laughs> uh, I'm Matt. And I'm Zach. And this is MZ Car Guys Podcast. Yep. It kind of works that way, Matt, because if it's MZ Car Guys, Matt and Zach Car Guys, it helps with you go, I'm Matt and I'm <laughs> Anyways. It, it, it does help. It does help. You can find us on, on all the social media at uh, MZ Car Guys. Twitter, Facebook, Absolutely. Uh, YouTube, Instagram, the usual suspects. Yep. And uh, all with uh, anchor.fm forward slash MZ Car Guys. And if you want to, drop us a line, mzcarguys at gmail.com. Today we're going to do a little bit different. Uh, Matt's going to take the lead. Matt, what are we talking about? Alfa Romeo. Dear heavens. Quite possibly the sexiest brand in, in car history. Oh, do tell. Pardon me, I'm still getting over the aforementioned cold from two weeks ago, which is pretty abysmal, but... Yep. So let's start with the most important things. But what is Alfa Romeo known for? And I, and we're not talking about breaking down on the side of the road. We're talking about being the first racing company to sponsor Enzo Ferrari. So yeah. kind, of, kind of a big deal. Um, I'm not going to get into a deep dive because I don't have Wikipedia in front of me, but the gist of it is is that I, I do if you want me to go into it? Uh, give me a year um, when they when they sort of formed when it became not when it became known as Alfa Romeo, but when it, when it was the original name. Well, which the I believe, original, which I believe was uh, Alfa, Alfa Milano, I believe it was. Uh, uh, founded by a Frenchman, weirdly yeah. enough. Well, so was Bugatti. Um, uh, and Onami Lombard, I'm totally killing this. Uh, Lombard Automobile Factory Limited Liability Company on June 24th, 1910 in Milan. So this is before they moved to Turin. I did they move to Turin? Didn't they? <laughs> I know, I know. Um, well, that's 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 the I mean. Maserati built their cars there, um, although they're originally from Bologna. Um, in fact, the Maserati Trident is actually based on the uh, the statue of. Um, uh, give me a second, uh, Poseidon. Um, yes, in 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 Bologna, but um, which inspired the, the Trident? Yeah, right. The original Alfa logo, the one that today says Alfa Romeo, as you mentioned, sort of offhandedly, Alfa is in fact an acronym that basically and mm-hmm. it basically says. Who the company is and, and what they do, and they make automobiles, automobili. Um, yeah. <coughs> pardon me. And uh, originally, it was um, the outside of the logo said Alpha Milano. And I won't go into too much about the four, uh, three or four portions, no, two portions, the two portions on the inside of the logo. But the gist of it is that it's all references to um, Milan and the main ruling family that used to sort of run Milan before Italy was one wholly formed country when it was all sort of city states that all kind of agreed to not kill each other. Um, Now, one thing that I do have to say is, is that both Matt and I being Americans and growing up in America, our 
understanding and our familiarization with Alpha Romeo um, isn't great. It was never really integrated hugely into the 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 everyday life of most Americans. Um, so it wasn't nearly as as ingrained in us um, as say like Ford or Toyota was that kind of a thing. So right. it really wasn't um, well, too much right. of that. So. And, and to that, to that point, by the time you and I both were in our late teens and early twenties, Alpha had left the U S market entirely and they were gone. For oh yeah. 20, they were gone for 20 years. Um, nearly makes no difference. Um, yeah. And you actually <sighs> sold out for Romeo's for a little bit. I wasn't going to bring that up, but yes, that is in fact a true statement. Um, uh, obviously, it was, you know, after they came back, it was, you know, dealing with things like the 4C and the Julia and the Silvio a bit. Um, and I did get a chance to drive the Julia Quadrifoglio, and it is sublime. Um, to my defense, I did get to drive the 2018 uh, Quadrifoglio, which was a big improvement over the 2017 um, for all the reasons that road and track and car driver and everyone else have gone into. So, um, but moving backwards just a bit. So um, continuing on the Quadrifoglio theme. So let's get into the Quadrifoglio a bit because I think it's, it's kind of an overlooked portion of their history and it's really a big deal. Um, okay. It's been in, it's, it's a four-leaf clover um, that has been surrounded by a geometric shape, which has been on all of their race cars since yeah, World War One-ish. And what happened was Alpha, even back then, this is almost exactly 100 years ago, was having trouble completing their races um, as, a, as a race car series. And so um, someone got their brother, well, let's put on a four-leaf clover for good luck. And they put it inside of a white square, and the square had a silver outline on it. Um, and all of a sudden, they started winning. They started at least completing and then winning races. And Yep. He had this amazing race car driver who actually was their number one test driver uh, when they developed a new platform or a new prototype or whatever it was. And his name was Ugo, with a U, not with an H. Ugo Sobochi. Amazing driver. And um, after several years of being a test driver, he was out, and I think he was at Monza, but I'm not positive, um, with a new car. The prototype was so fresh out of the uh, development phase. They didn't have a chance to paint the uh, quadrifoglio onto the car. And while he was testing it, he crashed and died. And uh, so what originally was a square then became a triangle. And one of the corners of the square was cut off as a tribute to the loss of Ugo Savocci. And ever since then, it's been a four-leaf clover inside of a triangle. And oh, still cool. today denotes, yeah, denotes all of the most prestigious cars that Alfa Romeo makes, whether it's a street car or a race car. Um, and you can see it prominently displayed on the 2019 F1 Alfa Romeo car, which is unmistakably gorgeous. I mean, even as horrible as F1 cars are, for some reason, the Alfa is just that much better. And by the way, I'm not, a, I'm not an Alfa Romeo loyalist, right? I didn't sell them for like 15 years or anything like that. No, 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 no. But, but, but the only reason I brought it... Yeah, the only reason why I brought it up was the fact that you went through a lot of uh, the uh, the training <clears throat> for it. Right, yeah. A lot of, I mean, you know, you 
you got the history from Alfa Romeo themselves, and that and and the and the reason why I I, I wanted to to bring that up, you know, also was the fact that they're going to give you the most important aspects that they feel are part of their history, which is a huge, which is a really long history. I mean, it goes all the way back to pre World War One. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Early 20th century. <coughs> um, so their, their motto today um, is Emotione uh, del Meccanica or the, uh, the emotion of, of mechanics. If um, that is not a more Italian phrase. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's printed on everything. And of course, it's all lowercase just to emphasize how, you know, universal this idea is. Um, well, and, and I think that that, that's really it really goes to um <clears throat> the the essence of an italian manufacturer that you know especially one as 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 storied and historic as alfa romeo is i mean i mean like like, like you were saying before i mean enzo ferrari got his start mm-hmm at you know running the Alfa Romeo team. Well no he was he was a driver under the Alfa Romeo team and he said screw this I want to do my own thing. Yes. Yeah pretty amazing. Yeah. Um no absolutely so um Alpha is I'm, I'm gonna skip ahead a bit here because the gist of the 19, mid-1920s through the yeah, mid-1990s um, is, frankly, not very interesting. It kind of follows the track of the rest of the motor industry at the time, which was they went from rear-wheel drive, sporty cars to <coughs> subjectively good-looking. Um, I'm talking early 2000s here. Front-wheel drive cars that had to be made that way to make them, you know, fuel efficient, but still make them interesting and all that kind of thing. Um, packaging reasons, all that sort of stuff. But it's, it's really, I mean, the one thing American, most Americans uh, will, will always identify with is that roadster in The Graduate that Dustin Hoffman's character drove. Oh, yeah. That yeah. red elf, that I little was... spider, whatever it's called, duetto spider, I'm not sure. <laughs> that is a an objectively gorgeous piece of machinery. And you can say that the headlights are derivative of the 911 at the time, but frankly, most sports cars were had that style with the uh, the round recess headlight in it. So I mean, you know, I mean the early Datsuns had it, so it's not really a fair criticism. Well, and you have incredible car. Well, you have be be, be, be um in the in the in the interim time between World War One and World War Two, is is really kind of um, the um, when everybody anybody ever thinks about Alfa Romeo and their racing history and stuff like that, it really truly is at that time when they became you know with the with the uh, especially with the eight C, which is just one of one of the most you know, I mean, it was during that time you had the Alfa Romeo 8C, um, you had uh, the Bugatti 
type 34, I think was at the same time yes. it was racing against the 8C and, right. you know, I mean, just, and, and a lot of other ones, you know, and just, and, and, and it was, and this was at the time where, you know, you had this, this car that could do well over a hundred miles an hour. <laughs> and, and, and if you ever, you know, and you're on these really kind of flimsy tires and they're really super thin and, you know, and, and the car is made out of essentially the, 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 the metal equivalent of paper mache, <laughs> you know, and that's the only Very thing true. that's kind of protecting you, you know? And, and so, you know, that really got him kind of going and stuff, but yeah, no, I mean, you've got, yeah, I mean Al- Al- Alfa Romeo. No, you're no, you're right. That the, the, the pre World War II stuff, that the road cars, the road cars were absolutely stunning. I want to say it's 12C. Check me on that, but I believe it was the 12C. It's one of the most expensive road cars ever sold at auction. That wasn't a Ferrari. Um, there was one particular model. It was a you know one of these super long noses, big sweeping fenders, just absolutely gorgeous piece of machinery with that classic Alfa nose um grill on it you know it was almost like a shield look to it but more stylized because they're italian and they have to um that is they send me something like 12 of them and this one is just spectacular you know went for seven figures yeah <laughs> again pardon me um is that right 12c is that the one zach do you have anything about that um that was at the what it was well it was it was a recent auction um, within the last 12 months, uh, I want to say, uh, I'm nearly island possibly, but it was, I think it was a 12C uh, that went for just staggering money. And I, 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 my memory is not very good, but I want to say it was 1934, something like that, but it was between the two wars. Um, but it was that time when the, their road cars were just ethereal. They were on just another level in terms of design and and use a lot of straight eights and and V12s and really just amazing stuff. I mean, grand tours. Oh, and... 12... oh my gosh! Thank you very much. Now you see what I'm saying. That, that barely fits. <laughs> Holy cow! Is that gorgeous? Now see, now see, I've seen pictures of the 8C, which is very similar. Right now, now keep in that, mind we're talking about the original eight C, not not the not the not the twenty first century eight C. No, 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 yeah, 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 the yeah, uh, nineteen thirty six. That is that twelve C something else? I'm looking at that. <laughs> okay, okay. If, for, for for those of you who can't see, and 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 if you do, I I highly encourage you to look up nineteen thirty six Alpha Male twelve C. It's you are basically it's a seat that is strapped to for all intents and purposes um a uh a, a, a differential and yeah. that all of that i mean the the vast majority of this vehicle is the engine yeah yeah it's really remarkable i um, mean yeah, they, I mean, it's, it's, I'm looking it's, at a picture of it, and basically, it's it's the steering wheel, your back, 
and about three inches further back than that is air behind yeah. the car. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it's pretty amazing. Um, any pictures of the interior that you can pull up? Um, hold on, I'm trying to... All right, hold on. This was a time when it, Italy was coming up. Italy had just some of the best ideas. They had the best people. They had that spirit of, yes, let's do that. That's amazing. Let's do that. Let's try this. <coughs> and, you know, eight or nine times out of ten, was so far superior to what anyone else was doing. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yeah, the cockpit is something else. Well, the, here's the funny – here's the really funny thing. Um. So I'm looking at a picture of it. The drive shaft runs literally between your legs. Mm -hmm. That is. Yeah. You know, if you fit, you fit. <laughs> yeah. Anyways. But yeah, that's it is just an absolutely amazing, amazing what, car. What, 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 what colors are you seeing? Uh, paint wise oh, okay yeah red I think they did one or two in, in silver but I'm not I'm not positive um, but I mean that's just that's just one example I mean you know and this the, the, the thing that bugs me is if people will talk about something like um, I can't think of what model it is at the top of my head but um, there was a, a Ferrari that recently sold at auction that was uh, blue it was the only race car Ferrari ever raced in the blue color was because it was um, raced in, in uh, France. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Yeah, right. I, I remember and, seeing something about that. And, yeah, and that car is, is you know, objectively famous. And it was, you know, justifiably famous. But no one talks about this 12C that I know of. And this thing is quite fun. I mean, you know, of course, those who know, right? And, you know, people at the Quail obviously know about it. But outside of that level of, you know, interest, everyone goes, Wait, what? What are you talking about? Oh, yeah. I mean, it, it, it's just, it's absolutely gorgeous. I mean, once I saw the picture of it and, and the, 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 the front nose of it is very distinctive um, yeah. because I, I, guess, I guess they really just had to make that huge wide air gapping open so that it could cool that thing off because you know that thing is just an absolute boiler. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, those those pistons are moving quite quickly, and there's a lot of them. Yeah, um, but uh, <clears throat> that's one of the first um, iterations, actually, of what would later become the um, distinctive Alfa Romeo Tri Lobo grille. Uh, at that point, it was just the hmm, Mono Lobo, um, but uh, the idea was to take that sort of uh, would you call it a shield? I mean, I don't know how to describe that, but it's kind of sort of elliptical with a narrower bottom than the top. Um, and then they would later take that and put two additional air openings uh, across the bottom. You can't see me gesturing. Um, but uh, if you look at any modern... <laughs> did you just say you can't see me up. gesturing? Yes, I did. Yes, I did. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh. But uh, it's... Anyway, the the Trilobo has, has become the, that signature thing of like, this is an alpha. There is nothing else like me because I am the alpha. Um, an alpha. Yeah, but it's 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 uh that's that's one of those cars that you know I mean yes, it wasn't 
if that car was unreliable at a time when every car was unreliable, the trouble was that Alpha didn't bother to keep up with the rest of the industry in terms of mechanical uh, aptitude. So when the rest of the industry got more reliable, Alpha said, our cars are beautiful. Why do you bother? Well, and, and I think that we've got to go into this just ever so slightly, and, and I will be brief on this. And, go ahead and try. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Anyways, <clears throat> so there is a there's a certain Italian attitude um, in when it I, I don't know if it stretches to every other aspect of, uh, of Italian life and so forth. But I know with cars, it's like this. And that is where the Germans are so hyper-focused on pinpoint precision with their manufacturing, with their engineering, with, with everything. So much to the point of where it takes the passion out of it. The Italians are the absolute 180 degree opposite. To them, it's all about the passion. If you're not doing it with passion, don't do it at all. And, and what you end up with is you end up with these just absolutely um, one beautiful, um, um, amazing, you know, automotive creation. Um, you know, like I, I was, I was actually, I was watching, uh, actually just last night, I was watching the latest episode of, uh, the grand tour and Jeremy Clarkson is driving this, uh, Alfa Romeo GTV six. And even though mechanically the car may not have been the best, there was a sound out of it. You told me a story of uh, when uh, when someone at, at Alfa Romeo was asked, hey, are you ever going, you know, because BMW has done this, Mercedes has done this, where they've gone into these plug-in hybrids and all of this type of thing. And they were asked, hey, are you going to do a plug-in hybrid version of, I, I, most likely the Julia, I'm, I'm assuming, that kind of thing. And... Um, or, 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 or was it the guy at Maserati said this? It was, it was, it was Maserati, but the, 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 the anecdote holds. Go ahead and continue. Yes, yeah. So, so, so uh, he was at Maserati. The, one of the guys up in Maserati said, you know, was asked this question, hey, are you going to, to, to put, you know, do, you know build a, a plug-in hybrid? And he said, we will as soon as we can get the exhaust note correct. I mean, th that is just amazing to me. Um, yeah. an another, um, uh, an another thing, and, and we'll get into this in, in, a, in, a, in another time, and that is um, I, the first exotic car I ever saw was a Lamborghini Diablo. 
and I, I I looked at the shape of it and I was like admiring this car. And the salesman says, you know, what's really interesting is you see how there's this arching line between the two wheels. And I said, yeah, yeah, that, that, you know, that, that's a very distinctive line. It's very appealing and stuff like that. He goes, well, that's because it was does it was designed after the arching back of a woman in ecstasy and i was like what <laughs> that but that is such an italian thing mm-hmm. it's all and, about the passion and, and the, everything side view, side view mirrors oh uh for uh bagani mm-hmm. yeah the, what are uh, the side what are the side mirrors taken from uh, a woman's eyes, Sophia Loren's eyes. Yeah, sorry, Sophia Loren's eyes. Yep. I mean, <laughs> I mean, but 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 the the kind of effect that comes from this amount of passion is uh, as as it was once explained to me, it is good. Which is, you know, I, I, I remember seeing a, a, a Ferrari 308 GTSI uh, one time, and, 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 I, and I'm looking at the instrument cluster, the, the, those, those little gauges and stuff, and one of them was just ever so, just not exactly straight up and down. It was a little bit crooked. And I mentioned this to the owner. I said, hey... Um, you know, just just to let you know, you know, when you put the car back together, this this gauge is a little bit, you know, is, is, is a little bit crooked. And he goes, oh, I haven't touched that. That's been like that since it came out of the factory. And I go, wait, they they didn't set it straight up and down. He goes, no, they're Italian. They don't care about straight up and down. You can read it. It is good. <laughs> and that's where I got it from. And it's just. It's the best thing in the world. It's it's the car runs most of the time, sometimes. Exactly. It'll do it, but it looks fantastic. It makes this noise. It's all about flamboyance and and just out there and just passion and and everything else. It is good. So one one quick moment too, and this is going a little bit later in time, but uh, do me a favor, please, and Google. Uh, Alfa Romeo Montreal. So the Montreal is an interesting category. This is a two plus two. And I, and please correct me if I'm wrong about this, but according to my memory, it's basically looks like if the Italians did a Jensen interceptor. So it takes all of that industrial look, pulls it out and gives it a lot more romance, but it's essentially that same general sort of body line. And Alfa Romeo Montreal? Montreal, yeah. The two amazing things about this one, it was never sold in Montreal. Um, it was actually introduced for the first time at the Montreal Auto Show, so it was never sold in Canada at all. Um, it was mostly. Oh my US. gosh! Okay, here are the here's the other most amazing thing about that car. This is quite possibly the best sounding V6 engine ever sold to the public. No smaller authority than Matt Ferrer himself said, this engine sounds amazing. Anything over 4,000 RPM and it's glorious. 
You know what? Okay, I'm looking at a side profile of this. Mm -hmm. And you may want to look this up. Um, AMC AMX. I remember the AMX, yeah. It, that re, it reminds me of that car much more than a Jensen M Interceptor. But like an Italian version of the AMX, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. Which means and just as, yeah, and just as reliable. Well, okay. But to be fair, that was AMC. Um, well, no, absolutely. But that, that's the thing is that the, the, please, and, and listeners, it, please give yourself five minutes of your life and do, and do a YouTube search or, yeah, for, for this car, the Alfa Montreal, and turn the sound up and plug in your headphones. It, I guarantee you it'll be worth your time. I'll have to do that. To hear that singing thing in full song, it will completely rewire everything you think you know about the exhaust note of a V6. The closest, the only other, the only other V6 I've heard that sounds even remotely interesting is the uh, the twin turbo out of the modern um, uh, Ju- uh, sorry Ghibli and uh, Levante from Maserati. Other than that. You you know, most enthusiasts will agree. You can take your V six and uh, and take it home with you, you know. <coughs> but uh, but nice. Mont- Montreal is just just and and it corners. It may have very old suspension, but it will absolutely corner. But uh, it is. It's, it's yeah. Suspension. It it that 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 was a good, really good looking car. Yeah. So. Um, that's that's and do you have a year on that, Zach? I want to say it was like it's seventies. Okay, yeah, okay. Because uh, obviously, not much happened after that uh, for the company, which is part of why they sort of backtracked and folded down a bit. I do want to talk for since we talked about the reputation um, so much, and they're you know well known and well earned reliability problems and and. Mr. Clarkson has referred to several times about having not a real petrol head until you want an alpha male. Um, and there are people in both camps on that idea. But modern alpha is on this platform, except for the 4C, which is, doesn't really count anymore. It's on this platform called um, Giorgio. G-I-O-R-G-O. And, <coughs> oh, sorry, O-R-G-I-O. Giorgio. And the most of Amazing thing about this platform, not the fact that the car actually does well and actually performs well against modern vehicles, but the most amazing thing is this platform was developed specifically for the 2.9 liter twin turbo V6, 505 horsepower quadrifolio engine. And everything associated with that car, suspension setup, weight distribution, etc. For the high performance car, it's one of the only cars on the market where the entire platform was built around the high performance model, and then they backed it down for the one most people are going to buy, which is the two liter um, single turbo, uh, two hundred eighty horsepower standard. Gear. See, I love that, and and awesome. and 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 as as I've said before, the the true mark of a good car is what is it like in its base model form. Agreed. Um, you know, I mean, I I think you can put uh, the Julia in that category. Yeah. 
Kano. Um, I think I think you can put the Honda Accord in that category. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I'd argue. I'd argue. I'd argue the new Camry, but no. That's that's a fantastic argument to make. It is really really good. Um, you know, I mean, um, what? There aren't a ton of cars like that. I mean, after you go to I mean, all the supercars, obviously, but not a not a ton of standard production cars are great in the base model form. There's a lot yeah. of really depressing stuff out there. Yeah. You know, um, um, I'd, I'd have to say the uh, even though I, I kind of dogged on it a little bit, I think you can put the uh, uh, the Porsche Carrera in that. Oh, absolutely, yeah, and and, and the Cayman, yeah. you, you have to include the Cayman yeah. Boxster, yeah, and the Cayman Boxster, yeah, yeah. absolutely, the Miata, things like that. Um, but the other thing is that people don't realize, okay. Ferrari is very emphatic that the engine in the quadrifoglio is not the um, give me a second the F F one fifty four I think that's the right name I'm sorry it might be F one fifty nine Hey Matt the Hey Matt Hey Matt yeah. it is good yes. <laughs> <laughs> anyway Ferrari will argue till the end of time. That the quadrifoglio engine is not the 488 engine with two cylinders chopped off, except that the bore and stroke are the same, the bank angle is the same, the turbos are in the same place. You get where I'm going with this. So, and on top of that, the actual car itself, the, the Giorgio platform was designed by the 458 engineering team. So, <laughs> there's some similarities there. There's some real cross pollination happening. So great, great car. Yeah. Um, carbon, carbon hood, carbon roof, um, active arrow, carbon uh, splitter, uh, carbon spoiler, carbon side skirts, um, available carbon fiber wheel, which is awesome to hold. Um, no jokes, please. Um, and that ZF eight speed transmission, which is frankly stellar. <laughs> so I wish there was a manual option in the U.S. Yes. Well, and 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 I think one of the best, because I, if if I'm not mistaken, this was the car that Alfa Romeo used to come back into the U.S. Uh, you know, in, into the U.S. and that was uh, the before Steve was yeah before Steve, but the but the made them famous. Well, yes, yeah. But but I'm saying the 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 Alfa Romeo 4C, which is just a, a an excellent example of of this passion that I'm talking about because it's it's the only car every single car that I've ever seen. Um, there's there's good angles and then there's bad angles, and I I remember walking around a 4C one time and I walked around and around I just about made myself dizzy and I could not find a bad angle on it. I could not find a single position that you looked at the car the interior, the exterior I mean it just absolutely looks Amazing. 
and I'm and going to pick uh, Nick. Real quick on the on the on the appearance. I'm sorry to cut you off. Is the fact that the cooling duct for the rear differential, which is awesome that it has one, and it has a carbon fiber opening, it's only on the driver's side, and it's a bit asymmetrical. If you're really pushing it, and I think the headlights are a touch too large, but that's like that's really really that's like, it. Yeah, that's nitpicking. That's picking at nits. So. But it's no, it's incredible, and I've, I've driven one. I've driven it more than once. It's it's great. It makes a wonderful noise. It makes you feel you're so low to the ground. You feel like you're going faster than well, you really are. I I need to correct you. It makes a wonderful noise with the upgraded exhaust system. Good point. I did drive the upgraded exhaust. Yes, because I've heard one drive down the street with the base exhaust system. And it it reminded me a lot of the exhaust systems that you would get on a Honda Civic about 1997 on a budget. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah, I know what you mean. Or like a modern vacuum cleaner. A modern what? A vacuum cleaner. No, 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 no. Not, not n- yeah, not, not nearly that good. <laughs> Thanks. Um, but no, but you're absolutely right. The, the, the factory option, Acropulpus, um exhaust, which is uh, titanium pipes and carbon fiber surrounds. It's not actually on the tips. It's actually surrounding the tips, is, which is mainly a motorcycle company, is fantastic. They make a lot of great supercar exhausts, um, none of which are road legal. Um, not even outside the carb states, but they are just amazing. And they do, a, and that, I mean, it's a 1.7 liter engine with a turbo on it. It's not, mathematically, that engine should not sound decent, much less good, but it can from the factory. And, and I would say this with some Italian passion that they did not feel it necessary. <coughs> necessary. To use artificial sound. But nobody just that does that except the Germans, and all the Germans do it. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Freaking BMW with their new M5, which, yeah. which is approaching 600 horsepower, twin turbocharged V8, and, and you have to give it a fakey exhaust note? What? <laughs> and Volkswagen, even even as a name for theirs, the Sound Doctor. The sound, sa- really? really? Yep. The Sound Doctor. S O U N D A K T O R. Sound Doctor. Anyways, back to. Well, we're, we're done talking with the job about the Germans because yes. because we are. Um, yeah, but yeah, no, it's, it's but you're absolutely right. I mean, this they have come such a long way, and you can look at the Stelvio a couple of ways. You can look at the Stelvio and another crossover, which okay, fair. You can also look at the Stelvio and say somebody has finally taken the car everyone seems to want and made it a pretty good looking in every oh, color they offer. I- I think the Stelvio right. is amazing looking. Right. 
they've given it a substantial amount of power. It's one of the only luxury cars in this class that comes standard genuine leather interior, which is pretty awful in, in its own right. And it's just, it's a pretty incredible little car and it's practical and it holds its own and it can hold a quarter and it can go way too fast for its own good. It's not a Macan, but I think it's arguably much better looking. Well, okay, let's, but let's start with this. Okay, let's let's use the uh, you know hold on where stop it yes I want English <coughs> it's so weird that it asked me because I'm, I'm I'm on Alfa Romeo's site and I'm on a Italian car company site and it asked me English or Spanish <sighs> sorry well because it. Uh, it source your IP address and knows that you speak one of the two languages if you live in the US. Yeah, I know. So let's say, okay, so the Stelvio starts at 40195 Yes. Which is less than $5,000 more than a, uh, a top-of-the-line Honda CRV? Yes, that's correct. Yeah, and both of those have all-wheel drive. And, and this looks amazing. Yep. Try Lobo Grill. Looks good in every color. If you don't like the grill, get it in black. Hides the grill. It's great. Oh my gosh. I just looked at the interior. Is that I nice? I forgot. Okay. So here, here is the most Italian thing ever about that interior. You ready for this? Yep. You know how in 2018 the federal government said every car has to have a backup camera. So yeah. Alpha was preparing for this and they went ahead and they bought a slew. I don't have an exact number. Um, and displays to, to put backup cameras in all the cars because they knew this was coming. The problem is they went with the cheapest supplier that they could because they didn't care about the backup camera. And it has a 640 by 480 maximum resolution. So your backup camera screen on all current alphas is about the size of four postage stamps. It is good. <laughs> it works. It's visible if you don't have if you don't need glasses. What's the point? What more do you need in life? It's just I love how even I love how even on the base model with no with no extra cost, you can change the color of your brake calibers. Be careful. It's a misleading point in the website. It makes it look like it's no cost. And at the very end, they say, okay, here's, what, here's the flat fee to change your brake caliber color. But it's not very much money. And it's what, uh, red, yellow, and black? Yeah, red, yeah, red. Yeah, basically. Yeah, it's it's pretty it's pretty awesome. Um, as a as a former Cal alumnus, um, as a Cal alumnus, my personal favorite combination for Alpha has to be the Masano Blue with the yellow brake calipers. Because go Bears! Um, I've but I've I've got that. I just built that. I just built so that. Lovely. Oh my oh. gosh! I bet it is. 
It looks good in pictures. I I'll be honest. I am far from that guy who planet, but I have never gone from third as quickly as I did in my quadrifolio. It was just incredible. Yeah, I've got to drive one of these. You know, no hip wiggle as you put your foot down. I wasn't even I wasn't even three quarters of the way through the throttle paddle, the throttle travel. And it was and it just went, okay, gone. You know, and yeah, it was it's it's just and and uh, you can get a Julia Quadrifolio well equipped for less than eighty. Oh yeah. It's it's very cool. Very cool. Um now, like a typical Italian car, you do have a fairly major service at 30,000 miles. You're changing out the spark plugs and all the things associated with that. But, you know, at what price glory, you know? It's an incredible yeah. car. Yeah. You know? and, and even though it does not, by the technical definition, it no longer holds the, uh, the sedan, production sedan record at the Nürburgring, in my mind, it still does because the car that beat it, the Jaguar, they only made like a hundred of them. Well, and it doesn't have a back seat. Exactly. How can you say? You know, how, how, yeah. a car with two seats. <laughs> yeah, it's ridiculous. So I will yeah. still maintain that the Julian would have been the fastest production four-door car in the world. Yeah, I, I, I absolutely, totally agree. I, I think with that Jaguar they need to put little asterisks by it or you know what jaguar put the rear seat in and let's run again right exactly you know and if you still win i'm still going to say you're you're a limited edition car and you only count mostly but you know that's just me i may be biased who knows yeah <laughs> but it's seriously if you get a chance to try to call your folio even if it's just some guy at a dealership who doesn't know what they have because they're attached to a fiat dealership do it um you won't regret it. Just don't put it into a tree. You'll be fine. Be aware, by the way, the reason there's no traction control button is because the traction control, um, how shall I put this, intensity is directly related to drive mode. So in race mode on that car, you have no traction control whatsoever. Nice. So See, that's what I'm saying. Passion. Passion. Yeah. 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 So, so I think we can kind of, you, yeah. So I think we can kind of round this up too, with with Alfa Romeo began, and 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 what we'll get into later on with the other Italian makes and stuff. It it began with this turn of the century, just you know, it, 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 Italian passion, and 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 that continues today. Um, you know, I mean, yeah, they did some stuff that didn't exactly work or things may not be as reliable as, you know, possible or anything like that. But I mean, they, they started Ferrari essentially. They, They inspired Enzo Ferrari to go and do his own thing. Um, they, they're, they're super passionate, um, you know, about building a, a mid, uh, a compact SUV 
arguably the most uh, the, the most competitive and the, the most in-demand automotive segment right now. And they they designed a non-bubble shaped car, you know, SUV to look amazing and it drives amazing and, and all of that. And they were able to do it with Italian flair throughout the years. And you know, and 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 you've heard how passionate they've made Matt. Dear heavens. <laughs> so I'm going to wrap this up with one last thing, which is this, which is here's what I see as being the, the well, genius is a strong word, seeing the, the stability of Alfa Romeo in the future. They have announced that they're going to be building a two-door version of the Julia, which is as yet to have a final name, which as we all know, two-door cars, especially if they're not a supercar, they don't sell, mm-hmm. right? We all know that. I mean, Court Coupe is dead. The Altima Coupe is dead. Pick your name. The Solar is long dead. Okay. In order to stay in business, they're also building a three-row SUV. I think we're kind of fine with that. I because you get the best of both. And I and I think that three I think that three-row SUV is going to look gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Blow the CX-9 out of the water. Yeah. So. For sure. All right. Thank Honestly, you, Matt. I think on that point, we will bid adieu. Absolutely. If you need to get a hold of us, uh, drop us a line, mzcarguys at gmail.com. And uh, Matt, vroom, vroom.